the sense I get, and this is from people who know him much better than me. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Is that if he's offered, he will leave. Doesn't matter the job. Oh, my God. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Panthers people go, well, David Tepper just hired a college guy. Well, Jim Harbaugh's really not a college guy. Earlier on the show, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette columnist Paul Zeiss, co-host of CBS Mornings, Nate Burleson. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. And what started the day off so brightly is just giving more peps and steps because DeMar Hamlin is not only up and awake uh, or awake, um, but he is um, trending up. How does that sound? To kick off hour number three of this program here on the Roku Channel and the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. We're we're just getting good news uh, in in droves now after getting nothing right for three days. Um, after yeah. getting nothing for three days, uh, now we're getting good news in droves. It started this morning when the Bills um, he, he, uh, put out a statement saying that he appeared uh, Demar Hamlin uh, neurologically intact, uh, called him still critically ill, and that he's still making steady progress. Um, Ian Rappaport were giving us uh, some some more details this morning about um, squeezing the fingers of his loved ones um, and and how he opened his eyes last night. He's responsive. And and another good sign that we get is that two physicians caring for him or leading the care for him at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati holding a press conference and it's happening and. I would imagine if things weren't trending upward that these guys wouldn't be talking publicly and taking questions, right? Wouldn't you assume that? You would assume they'd still be in there working. Uh, um, and, and clearly anybody who's who's had a loved one in, in intensive care or anybody who's had a loved one dealing with a cardiac arrest and, and needed to be resuscitated and brought back to life, as these physicians confirmed, did in fact happen. Um that uh, you know, there are steps back with steps forward and things of that nature. But I, I do want to take a moment here to um, let you know what these physicians are saying um, through the Twitter feed of our friend and uh, uh, occasional fill-in host here from the NFL Media Group, Tom Pelissero, talking uh, Dr. Timothy Pritz from the UC College of Medicine says that there's been, quote-unquote, substantial improvement with Hamlin over the last 24 hours. Quote, he's beginning to awaken, and it appears his neurological condition and function is intact. How about that? Neurological condition and function is intact. UC health physician Dr. William Knight IV says, oh, gosh. Uh, it's been a long and difficult road the past few days. He's been very sick. He's made a fairly remarkable improvement, showing positive signs and vital signs in organ recovery, workup ongoing regarding the cause. Dr. Knight said the immediate recognition of a serious condition and loss of a pulse by the Bills medical staff was critical, allowing Hamlin to get immediate bystander CPR and defibrillation. Quote, unquote, we cannot credit their team enough. How about that? Man, way to go, Bill's medical staff. Way to go on the spot. Because again, he falls down, right? Like Nate Burleson said, he hurt his leg so badly. He was in hour number two. Remember that he said he got up and then he fell right down. Mm-hmm. So, you, your mm-hmm. thought might be okay, let's check his body, let's check his bones, let's check, you know, is his head injury, whatever. Somebody noticed on the spot he's in cardiac arrest. 
Yeah, Can you was, imagine because you can't even be thinking that he could be a cardiac no, arrest. No, of course it, it was not. The speed at which they picked down. that up was right. incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. And, and it, he's got a helmet on, so you can't really exactly. read his face, right? So you can't really see. Imagine without really seeing it. Dr. Knight, quote, where you focused on the long-term recovery right now. He has a ways to go with liberation from the ventilator. Okay. Hmm. You don't want to be on a ventilator too long, as we all know from uh, from the COVID yeah. years, right? Or the we're still in the COVID years, but the the outset. Too early to project Hamlin's full recovery, says the doctor. Many more steps, but focus is on getting him home to his family. Uh, Palacero uh, said the question was, could Demar play pro football again? Quote: It's entirely too early to have that conversation. He's still critically ill in the ICU. Focus is on getting him breathing on his own, getting stronger, and back home. Quote, the best outcome is back to who he was before this all happened. Oh, and then the best part. The best part about all of this is apparently um, Hamlin wrote on a piece of paper who won the game when he woke up last night and communicated in writing that the doctor said they answered you won in the game of life. And that the doctors, Dr. Knight said he held my hand, uh, interacted with family and Bill's staff today, and that um, he's um, got an excellent prognosis moving forward, but they're all cautiously optimistic about it. Who won the game? You won the game of life. And apparently the doctors say that his parents have explained to him what happened. And we assume that part of the what happened includes $7 million plus in his GoFundMe page as of this morning. $7.1 million. So that is your update right now on what's going on in Cincinnati. Now then, Albert Breer is going to be joining us in a few minutes' time to because he had a, a deep dive, as they say in the business, about what happened on the field. And he'll join us. And then give us an update on what the league, I would imagine, feels more comfortable talking about now, which is what to do with the Bills-Bengals game that was postponed. And then what to do about the seedings. We had a conversation yesterday and today about how, you know, calling it a tie doesn't really solve much. And then there's the Matt Hasselbeck idea that was forwarded by Adam Schefter today that whoever finishes first in the standings based on winning percentage when the game when the game's not replayed, as Mark Schlereth pointed out in hour number one, uh, he didn't want it replayed. You don't want to go back there. Put the teams back out there after a week 18 game. Just you're the one week 19 game. Like, And when do you play it? That it's just, you know, turn the page. There's too much trauma, mental trauma with putting those teams back on that field so quickly to replay the game or resume that game. Then Matt Hasselbeck says, give one team, the uh, whoever finishes with the best winning percentage, they choose, do you want to take the one seed and get home field advantage or do you want to get a bye week 
So you get one of two things, home field advantage or bye week. You can't get both. And that whichever one's left on the table, the team that's second in the standings takes that. And I said, well, I mean, I take the bye because that means I'm already one step forward in the playoff process. I don't run the risk of losing. I'll get an extra week. And then in terms of you run the risk of losing a, a home field advantage battle to the team that's above you, well, in this idea of parsing out the spoils that would normally go fully to the team with the best record in the NFL or in the conference, the idea would be if two teams face each other with a different number of regular season games being played, in other words, any AFC championship game that isn't a replay of Bills versus Bengals, uh, it would have to be played on a neutral site. So what are you concerned about giving up home field advantage if – You're already in the divisional round. You're going to get home field advantage in that game for sure. And then most likely you'll have to play the AFC Championship game in a neutral site. Take the bot. There is one other solution, apparently, that we haven't talked about yet. Because the other solution that we did talk about with Mike Florio yesterday, which is play the NFC wildcard games this weekend, week 19, with the Bengals and Bills resuming their game. Then the next week, the entirety of the NFC playoff field gets off, give them a bye week, while the AFC catches up and plays all of their wild card games. And then you just keep going on and on and on. And we lose the bye week between the championship game and the Super Bowl, and everything just goes on as scripted. The problem with that is the NFC one seed would have three weeks off. Right. I don't hate that idea. It's one, it's one solution for Here, sure. But here's one that's apparently being considered. Adding an eighth playoff team. Just one special season Oof. where you add an eighth playoff team. Nobody has a bye. Nobody has a bye. And winning percentage just... Um, so you get rid of the whole idea of the bye week being something that uh, you get. Right. And home field advantage would just go to whoever wins the winning percentage battle. That's an omelet that breaks a few eggs, which is Bengals and Bills might not get the the one seed. And then there's a the matter of the NFC saying, well, wait a minute. You know, the Eagles are after all this time or we don't get a bye. <laughs> when Jalen Hurts is yeah. hurt, like we don't get that bye. And Lane Johnson is hurt and... You know, two of our top th- corners are hurt. Like, what, 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 why are we involved in this? And I mean, it's terrible what happened, but why are we involved in this? Right. On the positive side, though, that would open the playoff door to a bunch of teams that already said teams. that they're done. Yeah. yeah. And that includes the Jets. Yeah, a bunch of teams that have who would, e next who would to them be who would who would be who would this open the door for? So. The Jets currently have the E next to their name. That would be out. They're now suddenly alive. And the Commanders also have the E next to their name. Major Tutty could be back they're in now, the mix. They're now alive. And someone brought up like... Did you start Sam Howell exactly, if you're alive? Exactly. I, I would say no. I would start Heineke. Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I you got Magic Johnson on the iTunes. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> ain't going to be there. But suddenly you're looking at the NFC. You know, Seattle's locked in at the seven. They win, they're in. And suddenly now you got Detroit and Green Bay. Which, would, playing, be the, uh, which would truly be a win and in. A win and in. Yeah. Regardless of what, well, Seattle, if Seattle loses. But if Seattle ends up losing and the Commanders win, suddenly the Commanders are in because they're 8 So the Jets and the Commanders might be. Okay, guys, well, look at this. Let we, back into the playoff picture. We know the Washington yeah. football team is losing. Okay, we know this. Oh, because they're playing the Cowboys. I so, get it. Just the, go from there. When you, the Cowboys have nothing to play for. So oh, are, pride, Chris, pride. But then in the AFC, suddenly you've got now four teams, two spots. Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers, Jets. Still alive. And in the AFC, you would have Seattle, Lions. NFC, Seattle. And I'm sorry, in the NFC, you'd yeah. have Seattle, Lions, Packers, and Commanders. That's it? Nobody else? Uh, Saints are seven and nine. I think they're out. Would they? Really? I mean. Yeah, because. What if they're eight Green and nine? They, if they're eight and nine and, and there's a whole bunch of eight and nine spots, maybe this opens the door for the Saints too, brother. Maybe. I don't know what tie because, because they have. Because when. Do they tie over anyone? When, hold on a minute. Let me make sure I get this right. Because. Yeah, what ended up, as you know, famously eliminating the Commanders was the Packers winning. Uh, when the Packers won their football game against the Vikings, that eliminated both the Commanders and Saints on the spot. I think that, that opens the door for the Saints, Chris. So the Saints play the Panthers. If they were to win that game, that would, would that open get... the door for the Panthers too? No, Panthers are 6-10. and 10. Okay. So uh, the Saints would have a sixth conference win, which, as we know, is a tiebreaker. Um, I think it would open the door for them. Green Bay and Detroit play each other. That would give them each a seventh a conference win, whoever wins. So that, that winner is so automatically So the Saints currently in. only have five conference wins right now. Right. I have this information right here in front of me. Right, right, right. But their strength of victory is higher than Seattle. So if they were to, if Seattle were to lose, yeah, I think the Saints would still be alive. Saints would still be alive, brother. Saints would still be alive. Wow. Just doing some math quick. Yeah. This, would this Cleveland is, still be alive? This is Tennessee? Weird, this is some weird, wacky stuff. Eight and nine. These would uh, be. Like Cleveland if, would not because they only have four conference wins. But Tennessee might. And the same way that Jacksonville still is. A, well, Jacksonville's conference record is what really. Keeps them going. They're seven and four in the AFC. Tennessee has a really bad strength of victory, uh, so they would be probably at the bottom of. So that did Jacksonville lost every game to the NFC conference that they played? Jeez. Yeah, Jacksonville's seven and four in the AFC, yeah, and they're eight and eight overall. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So it opens up the door to a lot more teams if we add an eight. That's which... wild. If. But then what do we do? Do we have four know, what, games on Saturday bad? and Sunday, but, two games Monday? Like how would that? Work? I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's the least of anybody's problems. Is that yeah. you know they figure out which which uh, which television partner runs it. But I, I don't understand why the the eighth playoff team solves anything that the other stuff doesn't. That teams that are already eliminated get a shot to come back in. Why? Because the. The one seed situation is difficult to solve, so we'll let both conferences have more teams in it. And then it'll be such an incredible playoff It'll weekend, like, oh, well, and then we suddenly an maybe we should year? add an eighth team next year. And then suddenly you got the NHL and the NBA, where the eighth and final playoff spot. You talk about it. I don't love half the league making the playoffs, but I don't think the the NFL does either. 
All right, we'll take a break. Let's talk to Albert Breer about it. Let's get his two cents on what is going on. By the way, the physicians are still talking in Cincinnati. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this much happier news day of Thursday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. The Rich Eisen Show radio network powered by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. All right, lots to talk about with our friend Albert Breer from uh, Sports Illustrated, the MMQB scribe. Uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. How are you, Albert Breer? I'm good. I'm good. I probably have similar uh, feelings on officiating to you uh, coming out of the weekend. <laughs> so I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, Albert. Let's... I will say this. Yes. I will say this. Like, I, I think we probably also have this similar feeling, too. I, I'm not going to lie. The fact that you guys aren't in it sort of like. Feels and good. Like just, it softens the blow a it little does. bit. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure you feel the same way about us. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, I had happen, I, really I, freaking hard. I'll tell you what. It was The way 2022 ended was very difficult. Certainly, as you know, I went to the game. But ringing in 2023 like that was uh, was terrific. I had a great way to ring in 2023. <laughs> like literally the first second and of I, 2023. I'll say for my part, watching the early game was kind of liberating as far as watching the results of the, of the later game. <laughs> This is why we're rivals. This is why we're rivals. Although, I, <laughs> although I, I will just spend another minute on this subject. I was talking yesterday that this is the the way of the world now, Albert. Uh, certainly, when it's going to be twelve teams in, we got a little glimpse here that the Michigan Ohio State rivalry 
um, yeah. or say Auburn, Alabama, if Auburn gets to the Alabama level, or you know, name any other you know yeah. d- diehard rivalry where you win. Certainly, if it's late and you stick it to the other team, season's not over anymore. Any anymore. For instance, yeah. you know, you could just to say, for instance, you know, you could beat your bitter rival by twenty at home and leave them, you know, uh, wondering yeah. if they have the right coach and complaining left, right, up, and down. They can back in and then almost win yeah. it all anyway. For instance, you know. So. I mean, I've been to um, – so I went to the Ohio State-Michigan game in 2006, which is the 1-2 game. Yes. I was there in 16, which was, I think, a 2-3 game. And then I went this year, which was another 2-3 game that was, I think, um, you know, that was, that was both undefeated teams. And I, I – there was so much tension around that. Um, you know, Rich, like the – such a ten, like, I would say as tense an environment as you would see – at any level of any sport, right? Like, and it was just, and I think a huge part of that is a zero-sum game. You know what I mean? Like, in those situations, in six, in, in 06 and 16 and, and this year in 22, there was a do-or-die feel to it, even though that isn't what wound up happening this year, right? And I think you're right. Like, if we have one of those games in the future now, um, you know, past next year, then it's not a zero-sum game. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, if Michigan and Ohio State come in one, two, or two, three, like at that point, we probably know that both teams are going to the playoffs, right? Like it's probably like almost locked in if both teams are ranked that high late that that late in the season. I would think, right? No question about it. And so, and also a team like TCU, yeah. where people are like, well, it's not from the, one of the top tier conferences, and they didn't win their conference, so they don't deserve to be in because they have no shot. Well, uh, yeah, they do, and and they're really good. And yeah. I saw that with my own two well, eyes. You know, like for sure. I will say this in your defense, in your defense too, like Rich, like I think a lot of people have the wrong idea on TCU. I've talked to enough scouts over the course of the last couple of months about them. Like this isn't Mountain West TCU anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I think a lot of people still have that in their head. This is like a legitimate like power five, like like the talent on that team. Like they have two linemen. One of the linemen I think is you know, potentially going to be a first-round pick. The receiver, um, Quentin Johnston, is going to be a first-round pick. The running back's an NFL running back. The quarterback's probably going to play in the pros. They've got speed on defense. Like, that's not like a that, – that's it's a Cinderella story because of the circumstances, the first-year coach and everything else. But, like, that team has horses. Like, that's not like Boise State in 2007 or whatever it was, you know? Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show, senior NFL reporter from the MMQB. Um, so let's let's jump into uh, you know what a what a wonderful read it was, although harrowing as well. Uh, the wonderful part being you know you giving the proper spotlight to the individual and individuals that provided life saving care on the spot to Demar Hamlin, the uh, physicians who just held a press conference at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center said that without a doubt. The folks who administered first aid on the spot to DeMar Hamlin saved his life. Um, I'll give you the floor on what you found out, and you can tell folks um, what you want to uh, what what yeah. you found out, Albert. Please. Yeah, um, you know it's it's interesting. It's been an interesting week, of course. Like you know, and I, I um, it just so happens that my wife's a, a, a cardiac nurse. Um, she's works in the cardiac ICU at Children's in Boston, so she's been like personally a great resource for me and. I guess just making sure I don't step in rakes the way I term things. And um, she's sort of been my editor this week, you know, and 
So I, I, I found out last night like that it was um, you know, Denny Callington, um, the assistant athletic trainer um, for the Bills that administered the CPR. And, um, you know, I... I, you know, I was told that he was a hero in this situation. So, you know, I reported that this morning, and, you know, she told me one of the things to make sure you do here is sometimes it's multiple people performing CPR. Um, I guess, like, by the book, you're only supposed to do it for a certain amount of time um, before you give way to somebody else doing it for, 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 for um, the person who's you know, you're trying to revive. And um, so, like, I, that's one of the things I just want to emphasize here is that, it wasn't just him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were multiple people that were working on Demar Hamlin. But you know, certainly, I know having talked to you know some Bills people last night that um, you know Denny Callington in, in administering the CPR was absolutely vital in, um, if not saving Demar Hamlin's life, um, making his life a lot better going forward. Because as I'm sure everybody out there has, has read, has heard, you know, so much of this is about time. You know, and how much time. There is where your your brain might not be getting oxygen, and what that can mean, not just for whether or not you survive, but the quality of your life going forward. And so, like the speed and skill with which you know Denny Callington reacted in this circumstance was absolutely enormous. And he's one of a handful of heroes that were on the field at the end of the game. And I think it's important that we say their names too, you know, because we'll be talking about Demar Hamlin for a long time. Hopefully, he comes out of this and. You know, he's able to live, you know, forget about football. He's able to live a great life coming out of this. Um, but I think it's also important that we, you know, say the names of the people that were, that were there on the field. And, um, you know, the Denny, Denny Callington just happened to be one of the, one, one of the, one of the guys that was down there and was so important to, you know, doing his best to make sure that whatever Damar Hamlin's life looks like going forward, coming out of this, it's a little better than maybe it otherwise would have been because, he was able to get there so fast, and he was able to act with such skill when he got there. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think, like I said, like there are going to be more names that are going to come out over the next couple of days than there should be. And, um, you know, I'm just happy that I was able to kind of get one of those names out there earlier today. Albert Breer, the MMQB Sports Illustrated senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the NFL thinking about now? You're hearing so much. Uh, about yeah. not replaying this game, I, I think uh, I think we can be rest assured this game's not going to be resumed. That that it's over, and that they're not going to send these two teams back with the wounds so raw, yeah. mental wounds obviously so raw. Um, so the you know assuming that what 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 is on the table, best you can tell right now as we're talking yeah. here on a Thursday. So they've worked through a lot of. I, I know like they've worked through a lot of different like possibilities and. Um, you know, I, I though there was one actually that was that did include um, resuming the game that I, I don't think got much traction at all. But that was of creating a, a week 19 um, and having a standalone Bills Bengals game and eliminating the Super Bowl bye week. I, I think the problem with that is it sort of creates a competitive advantage for everybody but the Bills and Bengals, right? So you you'd actually like materially be sort of punishing the Bills and Bengals, you know, where every other playoff team would get a bye week except those two. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I think that this, this, like you said, is trending towards being declared a, uh, a no contest. And then it sort of comes down to how you're doing the seating. Um, you know, some of the ideas out there, I know Adam Schefter said one that I'd heard too, which was 
the uh, almost like the cut the cake um, solution, which is to allow you know the Chiefs if they if they went on 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 Saturday to pick but not have both, whether or not they would be the um, the, the 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 one seed or host the AFC Championship game, and in essence, either pick whether or not you want the bye week or a home AFC Championship game. I think there's some fairness in that. There's the idea of adding the eighth eighth playoff team, which you know in that case would. Um, let's call it what it is the NFL be adding inventory there, but also sort of level the playing field as far as that number one seed goes. So they're working through all of that now and trying to be as fair as they can be, you know, because if you just go strictly on win percentage, it's interesting. The Chiefs would be the chief beneficiary here, you know, because the Chiefs didn't control the one seed before 8 p.m. on Monday. They would control the one seed in that scenario. And not only that, they also wouldn't be able to fall any further than two. You'd be taking the Bengals out of the out of the running for the second seed because the Bengals then wouldn't be able to catch the Chiefs, which wasn't the case at 8 p.m. on Monday. And that would mean, you know, potentially the the Bengals having to go to Arrowhead in the second round through no fault of their own. You know, so I think you know they're just trying to find the fairest way to deal with this, um, realizing like that there probably is going to be some level of inequity in whatever they do. There is no question there's going to be some level of inequity. Certainly if the Chiefs wind up as the one seed, they, they lost to the two teams that, uh, that, yep. that, that, that uh, couldn't finish their game on Monday night through no fault of, of their own, you know? And so, you know, that's the, the, and the whole thing about, uh, you know, getting home field advantage for the, for the AFC championship game but what if you, you, you select home field advantage for the AFC championship game, but you get bounced in the wild card round that you just chose? Or you, so, right. you know, so clearly you're going to take a bye. You get healthier and you get into the second round of the playoffs. And certainly if part of this construct is, uh, is that if you take on another team that doesn't have the same number of regular season games played as you, for the championship game that it, that goes to a neutral site. So why wouldn't you take the bye week? Cause your divisional round game that you go right into is a home game and that invariably you're going to have to play your game outside of your home stadium. Anyway, you might as well just take the bye. I, I, I I'm, I'm just thinking if you add an eighth playoff team, obviously that adds remarkable yeah. interest to week 18. There are a whole bunch of new fan bases that, uh, you know, that, that are now interested in the Sunday proceedings. And then uh, you give the bye week to the top two. You don't just remove the bye week because you can't just tell the the Eagles, hey, great job being the last remaining undefeated team and winning all those games in the NFC. You no longer have a bye week. You now gotta you now gotta take on the Washington Commanders, the team that actually handed you your first loss of the season. You can't do that. So you give a bye week right. to the top two, and then you have seeds three through eight go ahead and and play it out. And the most inequitable aspect would be, say, the Bills or the Bengals being that three seed. Because if you look at the Bengals, I know I'm getting really arcane here. Certainly somebody who's driving into a listening audience that doesn't have this information in front of them or viewing audience. Uh, But the Bengals have a better strength of victory than the Bills. So if the Bills lose to the Patriots and the Bengals beat the Ravens, then they would be the two seed. So the Bengals and Bills right. are still kind of, although not against each other, playing it out for the a bye week anyway. Uh, the Chiefs getting yep. a bye week as one or the two. And, uh, and, and so now you're actually giving a, a bye week to a team in the NFC that might not get it. Uh, no one's going to complain about that, I imagine. 
Um, except maybe the Vikings saying, hey, I didn't know if we were playing for a bye week. But uh, that, I, I'm just laying that all out. Like, that Wait, may be the I'm solution. Little, you know? So I'm like a little confused by what you're saying, though, Rich. Like, when you say the top two seeds wouldn't, like, would if go. You give the top two teams a bye, buys, just like old school. Yeah, three through eight play each other. Yes, but then, but then you don't have five teams in each conference still alive. You couldn't do that, could you? Well, you'd have three play eight, and four would play seven, and five would play six. So you'd have three wild card games right. in each conference anyway. Just like you're going to have. Right, so you have those three alive, but then you have, but then you have five left at the at the end of that on each conference. Someone would still need a buy. In the yeah, second so it would round. have to be one, eight, two, seven. I don't think there's any way nice. to do that because then it's like you still need to have a team with a bye like the week after that. You know yeah. what I mean? All right. We don't know what we're talking about, in other words. That math is tough. Yeah, I'm more verbal. I don't know what I'm the answer is, math, brother. So like, uh, but I, I, uh, but I think, I think it would, if you're doing a 16-team bracket, I would think you would almost have to do it unless you want to extend the playoffs by a week. No way. No, you can't do that. No, I guess but, then nobody yeah, gets a bye. I don't think you can do that yeah, either. No one gets a bye. You just can't. That's it. I, I, can, yeah, you can't really change the rules of engagement on the Eagles, can you? So then do you do no. like an 18 bracket just in the AFC? Is that – I mean, it's just – No. It's, 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 can't do that yeah, either. I mean, I, I think like – I, I personally think, Rich, it's like – you have to find a fair way to seed them, and whether it's splitting the baby, like which I think is like fine, you know what I mean? Like yeah. choose the one seed or choose the buy, like choose or choose home field in the AFC title game or choose the buy. Like I think that that's fairish, right? Like because at least then it's like okay, like you've there's there, there's a choice there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and so you're rewarding the Chiefs for getting to 14 wins. But you're not like hitting the bills over the head with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I mean, like that seems like it would be the fairest way to do it. Um, and again, like I, I, I think what's really tough about it is just like the like the win percentage thing would. If you just go strictly on win percentage, it rewards a team. And you just said this, but it rewards a team and the Chiefs. That lost head to head. Yeah, to both teams trying to chase them down, and that didn't have the opportunity right. to 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 try and do it. You know, I mean, that's yeah. I don't know how you I don't know how we do and this. Like, and, and when we went into Monday night, like that's the thing. It, like the Bills controlled the one seed, and the Bengals had a shot at it too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the, because the Bengals, if you have a three way tie, the Bengals beat both those teams. Yes, um, because that you need they would need to get beat Buffalo to get into the three way tie. Look, if the Chiefs and now all of a sudden, yeah, if yeah, right, exactly. If yeah, the Chiefs then, beat that, the Raiders, that, that if the Chiefs beat would have been Bengals right. one, Bills two, Chiefs three. If the Chiefs beat the Raiders, the Bengals would never wouldn't have been able to catch the Chiefs anyway, despite having already beaten them. So that's one thing. It right. would just basically be the Buffalo Bills not having an opportunity to put their head to head tie break on the table by the end of the day and say what's going you know right. what's up with that so maybe yeah. maybe what it, if the chiefs win then the bills and the, the chiefs get played where and like uh it would have to be outdoors right you're not putting that in a dome because those are two outdoor <laughs> stadiums i don't know indianapolis <laughs> is a dome i, I don't know you got you got to go outdoors somewhere cold I mean, indianapolis is sort of like halfway right like i don't know if you put it outside or not like it, I, or you like, open the roof that right you know ursay always tweets out whether the roof's open i, I don't know i mean maybe uh, <laughs> yeah. there's no there's really no answer hey look before i let you go i'll give you an opportunity to combine the two things that you're you're great at which is uh reporting on the nfl and trolling michigan so uh what, what's the deal with harbaugh 
What do you got for me on that? What do you got for me? Um, yeah, I, I, here's, I think like the important thing like here is to sort of, I think it's like look at the, 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 the timeline here. And I think there was a period where, where Jim was in high demand from the NFL when he first got to Michigan and, and he rebuffed interest back then. And, you know, I'm talking about like the period, maybe his first four years at Michigan, right? And then that interest leveled off. And I think by the time, you know, 2020 came along when he had to take the pay cut, like that option wasn't there for him. Like he looked and he, and, and there was like, hey, you know, like went to the Chargers, went to the, went to the Jets, trying to drum up NFL interest and it wasn't there. And then even last year, I think some of that interest was a little bit more outgoing than incoming. So, you know, I, I think to some degree, Jim has felt his mortality as an NFL coach. Like where early in his time at Michigan, it seemed automatic that that opportunity was going to be there no matter what, you know, whenever he wanted it. And I think now it's more, well, like I'm almost 60. Is that chance going to be there again? Like, and if I can generate interest now, like, am I sure that I'll be able to generate the same interest two or three years from now? And, you know, from, I think that that's a part of the equation here. And so um, whether or not he goes, I don't know. But I do think for the first time in a few years, the interest from the NFL is incoming rather than outgoing. And I think that that's a factor here. Um, Indianapolis has a guy, their assistant general manager, Ed Dodds, who would have been Harbaugh's general manager in Vegas last year if mm. Harbaugh had gotten the Vegas job. Um, you know, obviously Denver's got the connections through Stanford with Condoleezza Rice and Greg Penner, mm. both being Stanford alums. Rice actually has a relationship with Harbaugh. Um, so, like, there are a couple of natural landing spots there. I think you look at those rosters, you know, Carolina, too, and you see some similarities and that there is some frontline talent on those rosters and there's a need to get the quarterback position right, which is sort of what it was in San Francisco when he went there. And so you can see all of it. I, I, I will say this, and I mean this, like, 100%, like, in a genuine way. Yes. He's got the Michigan program in a great, great spot. And they've got a really good team coming back next year. So that's the part I can't predict. Like, I think if this was, like, J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards and all those guys leaving, like, I think that this would be, I got to go. You know what I mean? I got to take my shot now. I, I think one thing that probably makes it hard for him at this point is that he's got the program in a really good spot and he's got a really good team coming back next year. Well, the issue- so That's what I really can't – that's what I don't know. Like, that's what I, – I don't know how much weight that's going to – going to have in this whole thing because i i do believe like my reporting over the last seven or eight years on him has always been he's got unfinished business in the nfl so you know we'll see whether or not he gets the offer and then how much the idea of the team he has coming back from at michigan weighs on him when he's making the final call well i mean and that that is the ultimate thing is what you don't know is really what's what is in his heart of hearts and in his and in his head like uh is is he truly chasing that you know that tilting at that windmill you know that is not winning a super bowl and what would it be less of a, a yearn for it if he didn't lose to his brother is there some sort of familial rivalry that that's part of this thing uh you know or or is it just the fact that his contract isn't in line with the rest of uh, uh coaches who have taken teams to the back-to-back college football playoffs yeah. and that this is all a leverage play you know which um wouldn't surprise me either like what what is it you know what what is it and well i mean i certainly think i certainly think the money thing is not to be ruled out like i just i do know like you know there were things when he was in the pros where 
like compensation was a factor. You know what I mean? Like, and so, uh, like, is it possible that, like, you know, he he he, he does feel like, hey, put it this way, after if if your employer forced you to take a pay cut, like, right, and to to stay on, you probably wouldn't be inclined to do them any favors from a financial standpoint going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just that's just being a human being. And so, like, I don't think you can rule that out either. Like, I do think that there was a part of him last year where when the Vikings thing came up, like, he was still angry that they made him take a pay cut, you know, because there's, like, a little bit of a, you, know, you embarrassed me, you know, um, you know, uh, feeling to that. So I, I think that was actually, like, last year was a piece of the puzzle and, like, going on signing day and doing all that. Like, I think that was part of the puzzle for him, you know, was, like you put me out there and made me take a pay cut and made me walk the plank and all that. Like, so I, I think after like what he went through there, it'd be hard to blame him for trying to leverage a better deal out of Michigan. Now, before I let you go, I got about 60 seconds left. So real quick, you, you, we're going to get a decision on what's happening with this bills Bengals game. Now that yep. we're seeing a, a better um, prognosis for DeMar Hamlin, when before Saturday, so we'll know all this going in. And the seedings and everything. I, yeah, I, I I would hope like I would think like maybe like this afternoon we get an announcement huh. that that the Bills Bengals game is off, right? Like right. I think we'll probably get an announcement on that. I, I I'm interested to see whether or not they include the seeding scenario there because I I do wonder if they maybe want to drag their feet on this and see what happens with the Chiefs game, right? And I don't know that they can do that, and I think it will depend on how much those teams involved push for an answer. Um, but, like, I, I do think that maybe there's – I would say over the last 24 to 48 hours, there's been some feeling in, among people, you know, in the league office, like maybe we should see what happens with Kansas City before we make a final decision on this, and maybe the result of the Chiefs game makes it simpler on them. Um, we'll see. I, you know, but I think any time, you know, between – couple hours from now and you know after that game on saturday you know like i I, like i think a decision on the seating could come albert thanks for uh the time as always happy new year to you um and and thanks again for your reporting and then confirming with your wife being uh, a cardiac nurse at children's hospital that she is indeed your better half thanks for that confirmation i appreciate it i'm i i trust me i i've known for I've known for uh, over a decade now who the brains of the operation is, and you're not talking to them, so, um, so yeah. <laughs> All right, Albert, we'll chat down the line. And, 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 and hey, I, hey, I would say this, too, just one last thing. Like, yeah. I, I, um, I think it was a really great moment, like, hearing DeMar Hamlin ask who won the game. I know, um, right? I, I just, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, when I saw, I got chills when I saw that. You know what that I mean? That means he's like, with so, it. That means he's I, uh, with it. That means he's with it and that he remembers that there was a game and that he's, you know what I mean? Like, that. Yeah. that's what that meant. And he wrote it out. You know what I mean? Like, that. I, I'm the same way. And then I love the doctor's responses. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And a huge, huge, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I know it because I, you know, like, my, my, my wife is in this field, but, I mean... I don't think there are enough words in the English language to explain like how appreciated all the people who take care of us are. You know Beautiful. what I mean? Like, and all the medical professionals, the EMTs. Like, I think if there's a silver lining in all of this, it's that you know, it, it, like an event like this can shine the light on the incredible, miraculous like work that so many people did on the field on the on the field in Cincinnati on Monday night, and so. 
a huge, huge shout-out to every single person who contributed there. Well said. Thanks for the time, Albert. We'll chat soon. All right, thanks, Rich. That's Albert Breer. we got to beat it to a commercial break. We'll be back to wrap up the show in a moment. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, NetSuite wants to make sure that you know your numbers, certainly at the top of Q1 in 2023. If you are relying on outdated finance software and spreadsheets, you don't have the visibility you need. That's why you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth, visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. That's why over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. All right. It's another one in the books. What a week this has been, huh? Just waiting for news and I'm just so thrilled that we got great news to start the show and talk about throughout. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. Definitely, like, there was a heaviness this whole There's week, no man, that, that we don't have the day, and it's very palpable, and you can feel it, you know? You know, say they, so. they wanted to get him breathing on his own, and, you know, obviously, I think something, clearly, they mentioned his lungs, and... Yeah, so something's going on there. Yeah, I mean, when you... When that happens... serious business, yeah. and, and there can be setbacks, which is... But the fact that they held a press conference, I think, is... Is is great. I think it's yet another great sign. Yeah, I mean, you still you have know. to be cautious, obviously, but you know, 
Things you, are looking great. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app, on the Odyssey app, on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. The Associated Press is currently reporting that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed. I, I don't know when this is going to become official. You heard Albert say that we're probably going to hear that. And I understand that they want to today, you know, and I understand that they'd want to maybe see if the Chiefs beat the Raiders, that makes things a, a little simpler for their decision on what to do with seeding these teams in the AFC, because that would that would have even if the Bengals had beaten the Bills on on um, Monday night, that that would have eliminated the Bengals from the one seed. Which is another reason why, you know, it was odd for people to see that the that the uh, league had chosen Chiefs Raiders to be the first one out the gate on Week 18, because had the Bengals beaten the Bills, the Chiefs winning that game would have wrapped up the one seed. There wouldn't have been any drama. And you serve as a Patriot fan, Bills would have had the proverbial not much to play for exactly. anything, yeah. and 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 the Patriots might have. They could have sat guys. You know, right. Might have been seeing a lot of second stringers. I don't know. Who knows now? I don't know. And I just saw some video uh, my uh, network just ran of T. Higgins praying on uh, the practice field. He had just heard the good news about DeMar Hamlin. That's great. I saw that today. Tomorrow, Chris Chris Fowler Friday. Hey. On the Rich Eisen Show. He'll be here in studio because he's in L.A. to call the national championship game. My team is not involved in. All right. <laughs> we'll be back to wrap this show up on Roku in a moment.